It's episode 152 of the podcast, Out the Wazoo, third guy back in the studio. Uh, and my man is addicted to watching YouTube basketball videos. Yeah, I've been um, I've been doing it for a while. It kind of makes you sound like I'm in like a rehab center. But I've been doing it for a while. I've been getting caught in this rabbit hole where I just scroll. And like, it's really kind of ridiculous because if you go on my YouTube, it's just YouTube basketball. And it's like, Ball is Life has a channel. And they have an East Coast, West Coast. They're just guys. They're just like, like guys of five or six, maybe seven people. And they sub some guys out when they play. And they go to parks. And they just play random groups of five. And they <laughs> kick the ever-living shit out of them. And then it gets so <laughs> famous to the point where like, like when I used to watch it, this guy, Devante Friga, he's probably the best one in my opinion, would just play again, with his buddies and like a team of scrubs. Probably some like average Joe Park type people. Some Joe guy. But now it's to the point where like he's on Instagram talking about where what state should have head up next and he has a fucking tour bus. To just go play pickup ball. And he gets paid and by smoke, YouTube. Smoke uncles with dusty he, he ankles. He gets paid by YouTube like I think it was like a hundred grand a month. Because of his subscribers? He's that up there but it's a crazy. That's, like all, that's almost as much as we but make. But it's crazy because I was like this is insane how much popularity these YouTube basketballers have because like ball is life. And those guys, when they pull up like at a random park, it's crowded, flooded with people. Is this like flooded um, with people? Who's the guy who looks like he looks like, um, uh, his name is the doctor or the professor. The professor. Yeah. He is looks this like, like him? Kind of looks he like looks logic. like logic yeah. off the young Sinatra four. Album. Yeah. He was like him and the bone collector. They were kind oh, of the bone collector. They did a lot of uh, Rucker Park. Is that because he breaks ankles? Oh my god, he's filthy. But they're like imagine kinda, just breaking his ankle. And he, I'll take that. They're like the grandfather. Puts him in a bag of, of ankles. YouTube basketball. They're like the guys who were like getting put on 2004 mixtapes, and you just <laughs> put it in your VHS, and you'd watch these guys just like fake throw an elbow pass. Someone looks this way, they uh, bounce yeah. off the back of their head, and then do some a goofy jump. shit. Like back when like skate tapes were big. Exactly. They're like the grandfathers, but the kids I watch now, it's insane because they're probably around our age, maybe a couple years younger, went to college, whatever. And it's almost like watching in YouTube form, like LeBron James and those guys play in the NBA. They have so much credibility and uh, popularity it's weird because they have like merch and people are like buying their shit. And like I've seen a guy the other day, he had a Ball is Life shirt on when he really? walked down the street. I was like, what Ball is Life is a brand? Yeah. I thought Ball is Life was just a saying that like white yeah, kids they said. They took it and I think they trademarked it. Because every white kid in high school, like who who made a bucket at gym class was like, Ball is Life. Ball is Life. And now, then he would walk away and he couldn't make another one. I You're still allowed to say it, but I think they own the rights to naming themselves oh, Imagine Ball if you life. couldn't say it. And somebody, some lawyer, and you got would royalties show up. every time. Oh, we uh, we're gonna need you to sign a release if you want to say that in your video. There's some sort of like ball is virtual speaker that was like 
somehow their lawyers paid a doctor to implant it in your neck. And every time you said something that you didn't trademark, you, you just, just heard a money you just sign heard a ching ching go off. And you're like, what the fuck was that <laughs> shit? Fuck me. And then it's just like a little fucking list comes down your eyeballs. Like, you can't say this, 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 this. So this. you're telling me that now there's. So these kids are obviously not good enough to go from college to NBA. I would say no. They can't have been. They would have chosen NBA yeah, over YouTube. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. It's just. Maybe. Yeah. I would say they're good. They're like top tier like park players and they would definitely I mean probably make a good fit on a semi pro team but I don't think they could make pro level stuff. Let's let's relate this to rap in a way and tell me if I'm right about this. Rap used to be you had to be part of the industry to make money. So say the industry is like big record labels like fucking death you row. know Warner Def okay. Jam, Death Row, those big record labels yeah. that sign all these big acts. But they found out after a long time that these record uh, companies were taking most of the money in this scenario. Like NBA is kind of like the record company. Yeah. And now, so now a lot of rappers, instead of going in, they went independent instead of going labels, they went SoundCloud and we got people like Denzel. Um, uh, these artists who are suicide independent, boys. suicide boys, big, huge, successful acts who own all their masters. Young Dolph was like huge on that. So now you've got basketball players who have figured out how to do that in the sports world. So now you've yeah, got like so. you've got independent athletes who just Damn. play pickup ball and they get paid. But because now you can watch their games on demand on YouTube anytime you want, you just type in Professor Breaks Child's oh, Ankles. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, like there's this one kid his name Professor is- goes to prison and <laughs> makes them all he did mad. Go to prison. I saw Did that I, that I saw one? that one where he went to prison and just crossed up like Big Huncho on the fucking out, <laughs> on the on the outside court. There's this one kid his name is Nick. I can't really I can't really stand him. He bothers me, but his videos are really, really good. Yeah. Because it's not like they're good, but they cause so much trauma or drama, I mean. And I'm, I love- Trauma too, though. I love it when conflict happens because yeah. I kind of feel like a sociopath. I kind of just sit there and watch it. Oh, it would be really cool if someone just like- So what? Like on the court, they get mad at each other? Oh my God. They'll just relentlessly talk shit. You know, some poor guy got picked up for the fifth guy just guarding Chauncey. That's his name. The one guy's name is Chauncey. He's a fucking. I thought you were making no, up no, a name. He's a, he's actually, How do you come up with Chauncey? And, How did his parents come up with Chauncey? Know, he's honestly, just fucking guarding him, doing his thing. <laughs> didn't talk shit at all. Slams it on his head, and then goes, "You a bitch ass n word." And then just like, Jesus. "What did I do?" And then it just keeps escalating. And then like, the other guys will just keep antagonizing people and trolling them the whole time, and to the point where a fight breaks out. Yeah. And they went to Colombia. I don't know how they did it. They went all the way down to Colombia for an episode on YouTube. Colombia, like the country mm-hmm. where Pablo Escobar. Yeah, they went to Colombia and were playing these people. And the fucking this is I can't remember his name. Big fat black dude looks like um, that was his name actually. He looks like um the the wrestler. What the fuck's his name? Rakishi. No, no, no. The other one, Derek. Uh, Mark Henry. Okay, looks like Mark Henry, and he like slammed the ball on someone's head and started talking shit to him in Spanish. And then they found the subtitles for what the guy was saying back. He goes. <laughs> You don't know where you are, SA. You're in Colombia. You might want to watch your mouth. I was like, yo, that was me. I'd be getting the fuck out of there right away. Yeah, on the plane. But I love, love that, like. Colombos uh, are cool. I love the fucking drama. It makes me. So, like, you're making me excited. think about. We just, we were just talking about this, like, how it's sick that hockey just can have fights. Like, they'll just Part be. Of the game. They'll just be in, like, the penalty box waiting to go back to get in another Imagine. fight. And then they get thrown out. And we said, like, what if. Imagine if. Golf had fights. Oh, that'd be so sick. How much better it would be to watch somebody like bang a fucking birdie and then turn around and just fucking 
punch Ooh, fucking um, it's a Rory McDonald yeah, or whatever. Punch R- Rory McElroy in his face. Roy, Rory McElroy, hey, <laughs> dude. But like, there's got to be like some sort of um, rule code here. So if you just fight bare knuckle, you can play the next tourney. No, you got to wear the golf gloves. But if you, you drop the yeah, golf gloves, <laughs> but if you choose to use a weapon, yeah, yeah, and he doesn't. There's got to be a penalty. Okay, so and we then, can do weapons now? Yeah, so you can use your putter, but he also has to use his putter. It's like the same thing in hockey. It's Just like, hit him in his shins? Like, when you ah. take, if you take your helmet off for a fight or something. Oh, I see, I see, You don't want to punch someone else in their face for I see. So without like, a helmet on. This is like what's, what I'm getting at is putting a sports on YouTube now is like you can do anything you want. And if that becomes more appealing than watching the NBA, like if eventually we'd rather watch somebody sink a three – under the fucking I-95 overpass yeah, down in sure. Newport. And then we'd watch them like get into a fist fight at the end of the that fight. That would be so cool. That would be way more dope than watching like the Bucks beat the Sixers. Oh, yeah. Like, so I'm saying that might be the future. Like YouTube basketball, YouTube golf, YouTube. Like imagine we just did like what we do when we golf. Skirting the fucking oh, golf cart. My God. Banging Louis, hitting houses. That would be so You let great. go of the club the one day and went flying. That was on the first tee. On the first tee. First, first tee. one of the day. You said, hold on, boys. Shotgun, let me, beer, uh, shotgun beer every dude, hole. Dude, that was so great, bro. You said, let me start the day off right. Yeah. And we all lined up behind you. You got the it fucking driver ready. It was wet. Okay. Say it was wet. It was wet. You had the glove on. You had the stance. Everything was great. Lined it up three times. Lined it up. Gave him a little couple check swings. And then when you went to actually swing, bro, whiffed over the ball. And on right the back swing, club went that away, dude. Four stories and then in the air. Two years later, when we played at the other golf course, Frog Hollow, remember it was me, you, Joey, and Ryan. And we were like, on. I think it was the same situation. It was like, all right, I'll start it off. And we, I have it on video. And I had my cigar in my mouth. Check swing, check swing. And I just come back. I'm just trying to send this motherfucker <laughs> to the moon. And all you just see it go all frame. And then I'm looking. It you hear it smad the house. That's right. house. I was like, God. oh, dude. First hole. We didn't even play it through. We went to the next hole just so we can get the fuck out well, of there. Well, yeah, dude. I'm not going to wait I'm around. Like, no, I'm good. Let me go find my ball. Gary to come out of his backyard. Let me go backyard. find my ball. Hey, did you find a ball in here? Yeah, it's in my kitchen, dude. <laughs> it's a guarantee if you live on a golf course, though. You have to have the insurance and take the L because there's no way you could choose to do that. Yeah. And they get mad when someone smashes your house. That's a good point. Like if You, you can't really back, be mad. Like if I backed up to Del Castle. Park. You kind of like take what it's worth, right? Like and someone's gonna hit my yeah, house. Yeah, my aunt Tammy, she has a fucking five gallon like glass jar. One you'd put a um uh a terrarium Goldfish. in, terrarium in. Yeah, yeah. And she just like cut the top off and just filled it with golf balls. It's five gallons. It's filled to the top because people just check. they all just go through her house. Yeah. Oh my god, I would be like, I would have to take the insurance out. You got it. You can't be mad. I mean, you ever see those freak out videos? Where they get real mad? a golf course or in any sporting event. They're like, you paid to come here and you got mad. Or you chose to live here and you got mad at golf. I've never seen somebody got mad at a golf, like a tournament. Yeah, when we played with the Insulators a couple years ago. One of your dad's employees hit a house and they went to go get it. And the guy was caused a problem with him and he punched him in the face. Okay, no, the I didn't know that. The insulator punched a dude in the face, Ew. but still he came up Whoa, and, he's wrong twice. He hit his house, the guy checked him, and then he just said, without question, punched him in the face. Dude, and that's working the trades is crazy. <laughs> working the trades is crazy. That's nuts. But but imagine if that was 
the sport you'd watch. Like, there's got to be plenty of good, like, what's it called when a golfer is like a scratch golfer? Like, anytime they golf, they can, without a doubt, be under par or at oh, least yeah. golf par. Yeah, yeah. That's a high level of golf. There's got to be plenty of those dudes who can't make the Masters or the PGA oh Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're good enough to entertain the crowd mm-hmm. and they're also free of any contractual liability. Yeah. So they can get fucking crazy. I'm pretty sure to make uh, qualifiers for the, those rounds to even try and get the Masters, par is 72. Okay. And I believe. 82 is a cutoff. Yeah. And I have a buddy I play lacrosse with who has countlessly clocked in like a 79. Really? 75, whatever. Wow. And he's just See, good. like that guy. And he'll be like, yeah, I shot an 87 today. It wasn't my best day. He's like, bro, my best day was a 105. So put that guy in a golf cart with three other guys like him. Him, Derek Henry. Not Derek. Mark Henry from WWE. Okay. Wait a minute. We went to WWE. All right. Who else? We're adding people because they got to fight. All right. Rakishi. So we we're, okay. Rafiki. R- the monkey? Yeah. No. Okay, no Rikishi. <laughs> Rikishi. Rikishi the wrestler. With the stink face. Mark man. Henry. My five foot seven lacrosse buddy. And John Daly. The alcoholic golfer. So he would be a good addition. Like he would be a fucking legend in this hey, league. Purple moves. And, and then, fucking right? So like they get drunk, they fucking tool around on a golf cart. They turf the shit up, bro. They're hitting. They're tool just, around. They're playing. They're playing a good that game. Sounds. They have a good fucking time. Sounds so bad. Chill, dude. On the tool around. All right, guys, tool around all the time. I know, but Tim the Toolman Taylor tools thing. around. No, it is a good thing. I don't know if tooling around is like a <laughs> statement I'd use. You use tool around is like when you drive around. Okay. That's like a way. That's I'll what give the, it to you. That's what the boys do. Boys be tooling around. They do be. So imagine the boys are tooling around. They got a fucking, they got a cooler full of, of BLs in the bag, oh. dude, or silver bullets. Oh. And basically Sign we watch up. from TV on YouTube, we watch 18 holes, you know, over three days because there's a lot of teams. Yeah. And there's fighting. There's cursing, there's dudes pissing in the li- like the the fucking lake, you That's know. Me. One guy me. is on shrooms oh. and he he poops in the sand trap. Okay, and but s- this is what I'm saying. Like, you'd rather sand, watch bro. that than watch uh, Phil Mickle Dick go deep yeah, for it's his the ninth time. Same thing time. with NASCAR. I'd like to go to NASCAR, but if there was a guaranteed accident, <laughs> okay. Well, now you're talking about people dying. <laughs> no, dude. no, 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 no. Like a guaranteed. Not life altering accident, just a guaranteed accident. So How would it be non life altering? Airborne. No, that's already life altering. <laughs> like, you know, one car flips over on its back, right? The tail okay. end of the car, the fender's on the ground. Yeah. The other car doesn't see it, ramps up the car. Okay. Goes That's going to be a the, lot of air. Goes through the fucking 40 foot chain link fence. That's high, dude. Stands, that's really dude. high. Oh, my God. And it's got to come Fire. down. Fire. And now, but the announcer's just keeping his cool the whole time. But nobody time. dies. Nobody dies. Like, people are crawling out from under <laughs> the wreckage. If there's yeah. a way to make that happen, I think it would be good. But Sports would be so it's gonna much be cooler tough. if there were acts of violence in every single one of them. I think there will be. I think the fact that you're talking about a whole YouTube basketball league, they could make multiple teams with multiple channels. Oh, yeah. They do this thing called the HOH. They got uh, live YouTube TV. It's the House of Highlights Creator League. And Whoa. it's all the creators on YouTube. They played each other for 50 grand. They could do that. So shit they did for like real. a tournament bracket where one guy played the other and they went to the finals and then the two guys faced off. And they, I think, and then the guy who went for third place got 10, second got like 15, and then the winner took 50. I'm all for independent artists, Imagine, art independent sports yeah, guys. Fuck yeah. Fucking everybody should make their money however they can. And like last episode, me and Ryan were talking about bringing back the gladiator pits. 
And I was like, we learned that lesson that gladiator pits are bad. Like we shouldn't have that. That would be terrifying. We didn't. But then again, you think about it. We didn't really learn that lesson. That'd be terrifying. Like they never really, nothing bad ever came of the Coliseum. No, Rome was just Rome. Rome was, was just roaming out. And then was, like, besides Egypt was probably the most advanced civilization at the time. There's a lot to be said for that. I mean, think about it. I mean, there were, it, was it created in a day? No. 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 But was it lit? Yes. Hell yeah. Did it light on fire and turn to fucking rubble? 100%. Absolutely. But they had sporting events that guaranteed death. Hey, dude. Every time hey, you went. Hey, let's play soccer and, oh, with a lion. And dude. if you fucked up and stole a rutabaga at a fucking market somewhere. A rutabaga. You were going to get put in that death ring. And you had <laughs> Not no. Not even an athlete. Bro, it's like some fucking. Fighting gladiators. Some Joe Schmoes fighting some. Jacked half door his hand off, guy, <sighs> pissing his pants because he's scared as fuck. There's two tigers in there. Yeah, and then you're fighting. You're on the chariots. You got spikes coming out of your wheels. It grinds your horse's fucking rib cage up. You skirt forward. They come off with a fucking spear and right through the head. And that's and then everybody's like, "Kill him!" What the fuck? You know, like him. at that point, kill me anyway. Like, if you horse, grind it out, my horse. I don't understand. I'm glad it went the direction it went because I don't understand the glory and death. It's honorable. I don't understand. I don't that. think any of the guys who died wanted to die. But fighting fighting for your life and you're a winner is glorified. It's like, dude, that's so terrifying. Yeah, pretty terrifying. much. I'm not saying that we should really like have lions on the golf course and then YouTube that. I'm saying more <laughs> like we should just let the golfers kind of do what they want. Give them a little liquor. It's almost like reality TV Ooh, mixed with professional sports. Give them some Buffalo Trace and some Zins. them up. And some Zins. Liquor them up. Give them some actual Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Ooh, so okay. that they're spicy. Lemon pepper. They got diarrhea brewing. Let that play out on the screen and we all get to kind of enjoy a new thing. I'm down. I'm down for that. I'd, I'd pay my $9.99 a month for that. Hell yeah, bro. Now, is it pay-per-view? Uh, it would be pay-per-view eventually. Okay. The big events. I'd buy it. Like $9.99, like nothing. I'd talk about... Something about, you said something about, um, I don't know, you, you didn't say it. I'm, I'm saying you said it, but you didn't say it. Go ahead, say Speaking I said it. Speaking on respect, kudos to you guys for not taking this chair when I was Oh, uh, we left it. Look, we didn't leave it empty. Did you see who we had on the podcast? Jid in. I was kind of jealous of that. We had Jid on here. I've always then, wanted to meet JID, but I guess I'll just kind of have to uh, well, you sat where you were take sitting, it in dude. the face. Then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> take it in the face, man. And then last week we had J. Cole right there. Yeah, it's, uh, I was a little jealous because, you know. Two Dreamville greats. I missed out week on by two week. Dreamville greatest. But now we got you here. But I kind of feel their power by sitting in this chair. Uh-huh. Maybe that's why I'm taking on the role of second guy while Could, third guy moseys about in Amsterdam. There's definitely a transition going on. Yeah, I don't know. He kind of fucked that it's one up. It's a transition of power. He's in Amsterdam right With now. With who? His girl. It's just him and his girl? Just him and his that's girl. What's up. That's pretty dope. Just fucking... Just... Centip- human centipeding through Meanwhile, Amsterdam. you just came back from Florida, and then I'm going to Florida Flo in like Ryan. a month, and this motherfucker is across the con- across the continent. Hey, dude, he's is he the not world. the most European guy? I would be that we know. I would be so thrilled to know that if he's walking around a market somewhere and someone said, "Hey, you're late for your shift," he's like, "I don't work." <laughs> and they here. throw him a smock. That would be hilarious if he got fired for not even having a job there because they thought he was going to be working the vegetable stand. Hey. You let it for your shit. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? You came here with your brimless hat, <laughs> your sharpie lined beard, your five foot seven ass, 
and he's you know he's wearing some he does fit the profile dripped out outfit he's calling drip he he does fit the look over what do there. you think he's wearing right now I think he's probably dressed like a mime. He's definitely wearing pants. That's for a goddamn fact. Well, yeah, and shirt. But and I think his pants are cuffed. I would have to say his pants are cuffed. He's got some low-cut Converse Van-style shoe on. With the tag on it. And a striped shirt. A striped shirt, for Believe sure. Believe it or not. That's what I'm saying. I think he's probably dressed like a mime. He's got the... like. When I look at him sometimes, I'm like, what little boy is freezing? Because you stole his outfit. I mean, for real. I mean, he's got that Kids R.S. trip. Hey. Dude, speaking of which, I got to just bring this up. My okay. mom promoted us on Facebook. Hey, getting us to fit the older community. She now. fucking, my mother is on Facebook and she made a post yesterday saying, shout out to Out the Wazoo. Jake, Alex, Ryan tagged us and said something along the lines of like, if you ever, like they talk about hip hop and culture through the lens of Generation Z Ooh. is what she said. Now that's eh, we're so millennials. Mom. We're millennials. We're millennials. She's so mom saying that. And yeah. I don't think that it's the right demographic. Please. But I appreciated the effort. Was it at least was there at least a minion in there somewhere? Like no, there it was wasn't a, a, it minion. Was a minion. No, no, no. Post, but it had out the wall. And it was like hyper uh baked it's because it's been reused so super many times. Out. <laughs> Dude, moms be screenshotting that shit to death. Because you know it goes screenshot from an Android. To like a Samsung. And they got to crop its way it to an iPhone. A thousand times. And a once yellow minion is now neon blue and it's green. Like those old, uh, it's like those old posts you'd see of the old iPhone notes. Back yeah. when notes was like, it oh, looked like yellow, a piece of paper. Yeah. And the, the corners would be like darkened because yeah. it had been screenshot and sent so many times. Dude, but shout out to Aunt Rainy Dog. Big shot. Big shout out my uh, my mother. Now, what I wanted to say was I was there today. I saw her and because uh, your boy got jury duty. So I gotta, I gotta definitely uh, gotta bite the bullet. No, no, no! I definitely gotta get an exemption for that. So we're working on that well, behind you, the scenes. What are you gonna say? I'm gonna racist? tell, I'm gonna tell them that they're You're they don't know who they're reaching out to, and that we have to do a podcast that day. So I need them to like, I there's priorities, right? Seriously though, what are you gonna say? <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna tell them that I have work. Or you're biased. I would, yeah, just tell them I'm biased. I only give the decision to guys. Now, knock on wood. I hate women, is what I'll say. I got Imagine that. a letter in the mail for jury duty, but it wasn't for an actual trial. It was for, to let me know I'm in the system. Like, I'm officially in the system, I guess. Did you ever get one of those? It was weird, because it wasn't for a trial, but it was... I don't know who it comes from. I guess it comes from the state, I guess, right? It comes from, yeah, I guess the state of and Delaware. And it was pretty much the state telling me the rules and responsibilities of a citizen juror, which I yeah. would be. And I was like... You better follow them, too. Yeah, and I was like, so you're telling me I have juror duty? And like I went online and everything. And I was like, no, you don't have it, pretty much. It's just, just a sheet telling you. I was like, well, thank fucking God. I hope I never get it. I Not feel like would. jury duty, and I want to... Go back to my mom after this. I feel like jury duty is always filled with 40 to 50-year-old men and women. It's never young people. I don't remember Every knowing movie. anybody that has been under 30 going to jury duty. It just seems like jury duty is like a bunch of cookie-cutter people. Like, they got to pick, right, the most boring people. Like, imagine you show up and you got face tattoos. They're probably not going to let no, you be no, no, in no, the no. jury. Or Nick. My brother. Or all body, his whole body's <laughs> tattooed. Or just him in general without the tattoos. Right, just his face. They might look at him and be like, mm. I don't know. You mm. seem like you pick bad albums. You seem know. like. <laughs> you look like you send terrible music. You'd make a bad decision. <laughs> so look, back to my mom. 
uh, I saw her today, right? And she's got gray shirt, gray pants, gray shoes on, and gray. She got those earphones that has like the sound bar on the back of her neck, and then two headphones that come down here. She wears it all day. Dude, every mom has it. I know. That's how they listen to their music. I know. So the drip I go, is not there. Though. I go, mom, nice grout fit. She goes, what's that? I go, I, her collar was tucked in, right? Because she just threw it on. I took her collar. I popped it. And I was like, nice grout fit, gray outfit. She goes, oh, you don't like my drip? And I go, mom, that's not drip. don't say that. That's drop. That's not drip. She goes, do you need me to go flip my drip? I said, flip your drip? What the fuck does that mean? She goes, I learned it from you. And I said, how? So she said that she watched the episode where we interviewed K-Ron. And when K-Ron changed his mask, he so said, the drip. I got to flip my drip. I missed that. So I learned about flip my drip from my mother. Watching K-Ron. From watching K-Ron. Now, what timeline do we live in? Because this behind. is fucking wild we're to behind. me. My mom told me flip my drip. And I'm going to use it now. Dude, that's such a mom thing, though, to just Do wear you need me to flip my drip? Gray on gray. They don't gray. care, dude. My, my, my dad wears blue on blue with blue shoes. I, I think that's a little more acceptable from a father standpoint. Because I guess so. my dad dad's, doesn't have any drip either. Fuck. Your dad's got a little bit of drip. He's got the fucking Charlie Brown mom, hat. My mom dresses him. If he was to dress himself, it'd be cut off baseball tees and old cargo, school softball league. Cargo, cargo shorts and like Sanooks. Hell yeah. But like my mom. When Make sure you're talking to the mic like the side of it, not the top My of brother, it. your cousin, when he had his gender reveal for his baby boy, yeah, she was there, obviously. I feel like she shouldn't have been there, but you know, that's a later discussion. I'm just kidding. She should have been there. But she had denim pants on, a denim jacket, and a blue shirt. And I was like, ooh, nice Canadian tuxedo. And she says, what are you talking about? I said, you have denim on from head to toe. And you're calling that drip. She goes, what's wrong with my outfit? And I said, you're wearing three styles of denim <laughs> all at once. You can't do that. Wait, who is this? My mom. Your mom? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Had a Canadian tuxedo oh, on. Oh, God. And she swore by it. I said, you left the house wearing that. She went double denim down? Yeah. And I'm considering Easter going over there with jeans, my denim button-up, and then my Sherpa denim... <laughs> Coat just to throw it in her face. <laughs> Try denim, dude. I'm thinking about it. Don't trip. If you trip off the denim, see like, if she remembers. The drip is going to just be immaculate. Dude, denim alone, one or two pieces. <laughs> you can't, like. Even two is pushing it. Yeah. It's got to be the exact same, like, set. Yeah, because, like, if I was to wear denim jeans and then my denim Sherpa, yeah. like a different colored shirt, that's kind of acceptable. Uh-huh. But it's still pushing it. Yeah. It's still pushing it. Because, like, what do they have like denim shirts? Because then you, it looks so cowboy. Denim socks, denim underwear. Relax. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get carried away. You're just gonna give me. I'm just chafing thinking about. Yeah, it, it makes me feel. All, denim socks. Fuck you. And for they even all saying have that. zippers on them. Zippers oh, and buttons. So you gotta you, put your. <laughs> you gotta put your socks on like they're a pair of pants, <laughs> and then put the button on. They just gotta have made that. When did it change from being pop over buttons on denim? To slide in the slot denim buttons. Do you know the answer? Do you remember having buttons on your denim that you just pop in? When I was a, a when I was a wee lad. I thought that was just universal. That and was when I, you were a wee lad. Then I just felt like out of nowhere, like when I was in seventh grade wearing jeans, I was like, 
I don't have the pop on. So wait, wait, wait. There was entire years of your life where you thought all jeans only had pop buttons. Am I wrong? And then you thought we ran out of I pop buttons. Just like, like, and moved to slip buttons. I just became self-aware one day, and I was like, "Hey, my jeans no longer have a pop button." That on is them. wild. They don't have a pop button. on You them. understand how wild that is now, looking the, back. But like, you lived your life. It is wild. You like, lived your things, life in a reality where you had a pop button on your and pen. then all of a sudden you realize then all of a sudden you came self-aware one day you came from a four-year-old child let me ask you to a 12-year-old seventh grader and you said i'm sliding my let button me ask in you a slot now did you feel as though up until you had shoelaces that all shoes were velcro no you knew there were shoelaces no because i was tying my shoes with a pop button okay you so, wait jesus christ all your clothes had a pop button no i just remember being like a certain age where i was able to tie my shoes but my jeans still had a pop button <laughs> you on. thought everything was pop button like your shirts had pop hey, buttons your shirt has oh it's got regular buttons no regular buttons but my sherpa denim over jacket has pop buttons. has pop buttons <laughs> i would be slightly pissed off if it had slide in the slot that sounds button. like your mom was just playing a prank on you yeah like she just made all of your clothes pop buttons now that I think and then about one it, day switched it now that i think about it, the pants with the pop button probably also had an elastic waist on them too hell yeah dude they definitely <laughs> had an elastic waist Fuck. hell yeah they did and at the ankle too hey man but shout out to corduroy because that's coming back and i dig it i'm here shout for out it. corduroy i'm here for it corduroy let's talk about music too all right the you baby. haven't been here for a couple weeks i want to talk about first of all Let's get your impressions on Denzel's album. Fire. Tell us like, Undeniable we talked 10. about it on the episode, me and Ryan. Because I called you right out on, on that Friday when it dropped. I said, is it not a 10? You said, it's a fucking 10. It's a fucking I, 10. I don't know if you changed it up on me or not. I didn't. Oh. So the thing is, me and Ryan, we kind of stopped giving numbers to albums. We figured it's actually more interesting if we just talk about them. Okay. We don't get it. We don't have to be tied down by. That's a good point. I numbers. Kind of, I feel like sometimes it's like. Uh, Pick the mic up. It's sinking. It's kind of competition worthy. You got to talk into the side of it. It's kind of competition no, no, no. worthy. It's different from your old mic. You got to talk into it like that. Oh well, fuck me. It was working the whole time. I just need you to. I just need you to know that. I always feel like the rate system sometimes gets uh, repetitive. Yeah, it does. So it's like you're giving someone you really like a six, but then you're also giving someone you don't like a six, and right. it's like kind of confusing. And it's like, well, now I'm comparing the two, and it's competition wise, but it's like. Some sixes I'd never listen to again, yeah. but then some sixes I keep in my playlist. So we switched it. So now, hopefully, we don't interrupt our conversation and flow by being like, 7.2. You know, we just move right into the next thing. But yeah, Denzel's album was unbelievably good. I just felt like it was definitely a long time coming because we're waiting one, waiting for one for so long. I know he did unlock and everything, but that was more to me like a teaser than yeah, an album. for sure. So... When he goes from Zoo to Melt My Eyes, it's like, oh my God. And Melt, and Zoo was good, but Melt My Eyes is like otherworldly good. It's so good, it's unbelievable how, oh my God, it just how he plays with the beats and can change his style and his flow. Like he was doing things he's never done before. Yeah. Like he was doing like radio tier rapping, like how you hear people. And I'm not saying he's a sellout. But like almost sell out rapping style flow and making it look awesome. Like the Sanwaro song. He went more. So this music, this is the most digestible album for a larger fan base. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if you like this album, you might not necessarily like uh, Taboo. Yeah. You might not like Zoo. Even though Zoo was like the most radio album he had, you probably won't like Imperial. You probably, you might not like fucking Unlocked. 
That's the most weirdest one mm. out of all the albums. Yeah, Melt My Eyes was like something that everybody could listen to. It's like if you want to know who Denzel Curry is, like, oh, who's that rapper you like? Well, here, I'll play this for you. I think you'll like it. It gave you some lyricism. It gave you the hard beats yeah. with Sanjuro. Like when he did X-Wing. I was the like, pop song X-Wing. X-Wing was like pop, but like was still rapping at the same time. And I was like, he doesn't do shit like this, and he's making it look good. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like he gave up. Don't even mention the fucking... T-Pain feature, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, T-Pain. And then, uh, and then the one song he did with Jid and uh, Black. And Rico. And Rico. Rico. And she was actually somewhat tolerable. Oh, it went fire, dude. It was good. That was like my favorite Rico verse. It was very good. I've ever heard. I, I mean, I... Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I to, oh, I want to listen to the whole album to that right now. I album so many times. Like, I, I wanted to get on vinyl. I want to really get bad. your I want to get your opinion on this, but you, I want to buy the vinyl. Yes. For melt my eyes, I'm gonna buy you a copy and buy Ryan a copy. Okay. So it's three of us. On the website, they have if you go over a certain amount, you get a discount, and it's free shipping. Ooh. So I think we should buy a fourth album, and then we should have a giveaway on the podcast. Okay. So we'll we'll, we'll like do a subscriber thing where we say like we need to get 500 subscribers by you know this the record doesn't even get shipped until end of September or October. So by the time we get to there, if we say we need to hit 500 followers and then we'll have a, a giveaway competition, my dog's whining outside. <laughs> I was what the hell that was. It sounded like someone was walking up the steps. And we'll say like, everybody, you know, you have to follow the account and comment on this post and if we'll randomly select a winner and like we'll that. send you an unopened copy, limited edition of Denzel's Melt My Eyes vinyl EP. I like that. We'll do that. that that's cool. coming. That's pretty cool. Um, so let's uh, talk about the baby. Hold on one second. Oh, okay, the baby can wait. When did "Call Me When You Get Lost" come out? Like sometime uh, early around early summer, springish. Because I was I doing it was I was doing yard work when it came out. You were? Yes, I'm pretty sure. It was yeah, spring. but you do yard work like <laughs> that's true <laughs> every month. But it felt warm. I'm just saying. Had you were working a, hard. I'll pull it up. I, at I least April May. It. I can probably find it. Why? Why do you ask? Um, we make a point to this because when that album dropped, it was the first time I ever took notes for the podcast. Really? Usually I just riff. And okay. It doesn't always sound cohesive and it sounds like I have a brain injury. But it's the first time I took notes and call me when you get lost. When we had the old setup and I was sitting by the window. I said, for quote, this was album of the year and it was going to win a Grammy. Yeah. And it won a fucking Grammy for album of the year. It was an obvious contender, I think. I don't even think, like... It was June 25th we reviewed it. Okay, yeah. So it was definitely early summer. Yeah, so I was like... And he got the Grammy. And he got the Grammy. Him and DJ Drama. So now he has Igor. Gangsta. And then Nas won. Brazils. I feel like I feel like Nas's was, new album was a little too late for nominations. Probably get it next year if he does. Uh, it came out this year. But I feel, uh, I feel like uh, a loop coming. Uh, where it's like certain rappers are getting on this now where it's more, I feel like the Grammys recently have been more deserving of winners than they have been in the past. Like when J Cole lost to Iggy and it's Kendrick, going less pop. And Kendrick it seems like. lost to fucking Macklemore. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, D smoke didn't win, but Nas won. So it kind of is deserving. And Nas is a hip hop legend. And then Nas was up for another one for King's Disease 2. Right. But Tyler won. And that's deserving. We got King's Disease good. 3 is coming this and year. And it was good. It's so gonna be all on. the albums in contention. And then uh, B 
Baby Keem was also a melodic blue, yeah. But he also won for Family Ties. Did, were Little Sims even nominated? No, and that's what I was shocked about. I feel like I, I guess like, it was it only American artists. It shouldn't be because Little Sims is UK. She's winning all types of shit over in the UK. It but, shouldn't be because if you're digested by all platforms, why not? She's actually coming to Philly like in May. But yeah, I really felt like that was a a good win and a well deserved win because that album was fucking fresh. I think you might be right. I think we're gonna see a lot more. So I think pop is shifting more towards hip hop. Yes. Where that's like J. Cole's album, The Off Season, was nominated. It was. It lost. So you see like but, these are yeah. albums that are by like conscious yes. rappers who are rapping about like real shit. Now, the, granted, Tyler's album was, it definitely had content and like you could read into it a little bit, but I don't feel like it was like a statement album. It right. was more like... It was appealing to yeah. a lot more people. But also at the same time, the winners and losers, you're not upset. Like if it was a clear cut thing, it was like, say it was melt my eyes, then some bullshit by Cardi B and some bullshit by the Migos and right. then somebody else. And then who you think should obviously win it right. was the well-deserving rapper. Some bullshit artist won it. That's when people are like, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. Yeah, it's true. So now you're getting back on a pace where it's like people are rock is yeah. now rock and roll. You know, rap is getting the nominations they deserve. EDM's getting the nominations. Everybody's sticking in their lane and they're not merging the two together. Because that'd be like, that'd be like rock and roll and then a rock and roll artist won a fucking, uh, oh, like, okay, the one year, Chris Stapleton. um, No, no, who was it? It wasn't Chris Stapleton. It was Zach Brown, I think. He won a Grammy for rock and country. So he was put in both. But he's a country artist. So it's like, there's blurred lines here. Little Nas X. So then it's like, you're kind of taking taking it away from the actual artists who do rock and roll and not some guy who just somewhat made his country album sound rock to the point where you could listen to it on both channels. And they're like, oh, I can accept it for both. It's like, no, because then the other guys who are actually rock and roll and just do rock and roll are getting fucked. Rock and roll is also like a 1960s term. Yeah. But now you're getting... Well-deserved artists like Elvis was rocking in their cart category. Yeah, he's also a thief. <laughs> he's also dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Spit on his grave. But yeah, I mean, I called it. Y'all said no, but hey, I here. didn't say no. <laughs> I said it was definitely a contender. Yeah, I said it was a contender, and I thought it was going to be between that, the off season, which it was, and I think another album that I thought was going to be in contention didn't even get a nomination. But introvert. Yeah, but I, it makes sense now yeah, that it, it wasn't. It does. Was Drake and Kanye up no. there? Like Donda and Certified Donda, Lover? I think Donda was. Donda was. Drake wasn't. CLB wasn't. I feel like Drake either pulled it or just realized it was ass to the point where no one wanted it. Pause this work. I can take a piss. All right. Ooh. At his yeah. house party. Hey, we're back. All right, let's talk about the baby. The uh, baby sources say he pulled the trigger in a shooting at a North Carolina property. The baby was at the center of the shooting. At his, this is from TMZ, I think. TMZ. The baby was at the center of a shooting at his North Carolina estate. He was the one who pulled the trigger. Somebody tried to walk on his property. He shot them in the leg. And when the police showed up, the baby was cooperative. And they found the guy on the property with a non-life-threatening gunshot wound. So for some reason, the baby can shoot somebody and give them a non-life-threatening gunshot wound. Uh, but the police can't. Okay. Statement. Mic drop. Um, 
Well, I guess you have to base it off of state rules, right? Well, how does North Carolina fare when you give someone a warning and they come on your property and they say, I'm going to shoot you if you don't leave? I'm sure it's like a one and done. They'll be like, did you tell him he couldn't come on the property? And you just go, well, I, yeah, I think. Yeah. And they'll go like, well, this clean cut case. Because I heard, I know in Delaware, there are certain situations like if someone, suck. If someone's leaving your property, you can't shoot them in the back. But if someone's on your property stealing shit and they're facing you, you can shoot them. But if they turn their back to you with your property in your hand and left the premise, you have to let them go. I thought in and Delaware. I think that's fucking ridiculous. I thought in Delaware, it was literally you can't shoot them unless they're threatening your life. Like you have to prove that you tried to run away first. And that's what I think is bullshit because. I don't want to run away, dude. Because. If, I want to tussle. If someone's. First of all broke into my house you don't it's first of all it's not your property you already broke in breaking and entering it's one law then you clearly you're not looking for shit if you're upstairs where we're living sleeping probably they might be looking for precious jewels but it's like at that point i don't got any right they don't know that that's true they see the drip and they might think he's got precious jewels so then it's like all right now they're entering like more personal space than they already were because now it's getting closer upstairs Uh so why can't I shoot you? Well, I can't shoot him because I don't have a gun. But I'm just saying, if I did, which I'm working on it, why can't I shoot you in your fucking chest and drop you if you're in my house? I think if someone's in your house, you got to assume the worst. You got to assume they're there to murder you. Why would you not shoot them, right? So like then if you're assuming that, then you got to bust caps. You can't be there pussyfooting that shit, being like, well, maybe they're just here to take the... The TV, right? Because then what if they're not? What if they're like, oh, you thought I wanted the TV? I want your life. I want your life. Yeah. You're- I want your wife. You just lost your life, bud. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So if in that case, like if, if if the baby's like telling somebody to not come on the property and the first step they take on the property, that leg gets shot, wrap them up. Well, it, take them away. It feels so... I don't know if contradictory or hypocritical might be the word to the point where it's like you see deaths by gun violence in America is like somewhat in the fucking 20 thousands every year. And then, but then there's, but then there's rules and stipulations telling you that like, if their backs turned to you and you're protecting yourself, you still can't shoot them. But like, if they're facing you and you shot him in the leg, I mean, I that's do okay. Agree. I think it's kind of ridiculous. I do agree that if they are walking or running away from you, you shouldn't shoot them in the back. If there's a clear example that they're going to leave, then yeah. But like, say they had a mountain of shit in their hands, and they Fuck turn their back. Fuck the shit. I'd rather not kill a human being than have my VCR. I know. Now, it's not a VCR because I don't have one. But I just feel like it's kind of ridiculous because you're protecting your property. God, yeah, and but someone who didn't work for it. The value of those things I is know. less than even if that guy's a piece oh, of shit. I understand shit. the value, but I'm talking about the principle fact. It's like fuck, this is this I'd isn't fuck your the principle. This isn't your shit and I don't know you and you came in my house with bad intent. So how the I fuck think, am I supposed to know you don't mean more than how am I supposed to know you're also not going to come back? Well, sure, that's one thing, right? Like to say that you might come back and hit me again. 
maybe you shoot a warning shot. So they're like, fuck, that guy's I got would guns. Do that. I would do that. I would shoot, shoot at like, his feet. Yeah. You know, hit, his, oh, yeah. hit him in the feet. Or if, his big toe. If you hit him in the back of his foot, though, that's like not a bad thing. I wouldn't say so. I if would... you see like, so my perspective is, and I might be too like lenient on this shit. If someone's walking out with a handful of your shit, which also is like so stereotypical burglar to just have like a bunch of shit in their head. It's like that cheat code. <laughs> be running it's like, like the this. cheat code in San Andreas where you put city on riot and everybody has a plaza screen yeah, TV they got in it. their and hand. Like, if they're running out with a bunch of shit in their hands, I would say to my, you know, maybe I wouldn't react this way. I feel like I agree with you on that. That guy comes into the house because he needs it so bad. Yeah. If he could get a TV a different way, he would have. But unfortunately, he found the easiest way for him was to break into my house, and then he had to take that. He's going to go sell it. He's not going to go plug it in I and play it. PlayStation no, no, 5 I, I, on I it. I agree with you on like that, how it's like, if he's already leaving, fuck that shit. Like, I'll just go get, as long as I'm okay and the fiance and the dog are okay, it's all good. But like, coming from the principal standpoint, sometimes, like in the more woke liberal cities... It should be more like Wild West in a sense. And I'm not saying everybody should be killing, but there shouldn't be a, a, a thought in your head that when all this crazy shit's going on, you got to like RoboCop yourself like, oh, well, I can't shoot him here or here. I got to aim for his legs. You're true. You shouldn't have to do that. But no. as a human principle and to be a gun owner, you should also have some sort of wherewithal about you in a stressful situation. You should have, know how to use your gun to the point where that is true. you shouldn't just be blind firing, blah, blah, blah. Like you need to be like, I'm going to try and shoot this guy in his legs. I'm going to try, you know, that should, that should be a thought that comes across your mind. Now, if a guy's charging you and his name is big Larry or what oh, was that? Big Larry. What was that? Uh, Mark wrestling? Henry. Mark, it was Mark Henry. I'd be so he's, scared. Like, he's coming right at you and he's naked. You, you shoot that fucking guy anywhere you can. Yeah, I would say so for sure. If anybody... But if he's downstairs and he's rummaging, right? If he's like rummaging through your pantry, yeah. stealing mac and cheese and Campbell's soup and shit, then don't shoot that guy yeah. as the same you would if he was rushing at you. And here's another thing too. is like if you have a dog, which we both do. Shoot the dog first. And we first. have vocal dogs. Oh, yeah. If that person's still coming in your house after the vocal dog is saying, I'm going to fucking murder you uh -huh. if you come in here and they still come in. I think all bets are off. That person is not stealing shit. Oh, and if you even, if you also break into my house and you don't pet my dog, I will shoot and kill you. Yeah. I mean, seriously, how are you going to walk past my German Shepherd and go, I'm not petting you? Who's cute as shit. Yeah. Sitting there looking for pets because I guarantee you my dog ain't going to be that angry if you show up and pet him. He's going to think you're just like a visitor. I would hope on God I don't think our dogs are doing it, dude. I would hope on God that Luna would ravage someone's jugular. If, <laughs> but part of me also feels like she's going to bark, 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 and they're going to come in and she go and then like run upstairs. And like, fuck, I was too nice to her. At least she barked, you yeah. know? But like, I, I, yeah, she definitely pet my dog if you're going to break yeah, into my house. Up. So, the baby, uh, next time let your dog go out there first and let it get pet. He's got to have some big dogs. And I'm not talking about his homies. No, either. no. Because he's not a big dog at all. He's a little, a little dog. dog. Five a, foot three dog. Yeah, he's a five foot three dog. That's short for a dog. But yeah, man, he's back in the news for gun violence, huh? He can't put the tool down, dude. I would have to hey, say. put the stick down. He's, I mean, I don't. Keep the blower below your lower. The stick. I don't think he is put uh, the tool away. shooting somebody <laughs> for 
for uh, media clout, but it just kind of seems to be funny that he's finding himself in the news over and over again. Look, man, over something that's not music related. He is he is principled as a motherfucker. Like he is one guy who, in all accounts, has never hesitated to pull the trigger when he needed to. Somebody tried to. Someone was happening with him in the in that big like uh, fucking store. With his daughter, and that's when he, he shot, shot a guy somebody, yeah. because he was like threatening him in the store. And now you got somebody who trespassed. I mean, it is one and done with the baby. Yeah, like, do he, not fuck with the baby. Yeah, he's got that uh, 1883 Tim McGraw fucking standpoint. Where he's like, I don't does, care. I'm just shooting you, bro. He does have that the good, the bag, and the, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the, the bag, and, the, 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 and the, baby. the baby. Oh my god, he is an outlaw, bro. What else? Uh, we got Jack Harlow and Drake oh, allegedly bro. beefing with Pusha T. I don't know if Jack Harlow is for say pushing, beefing with Pusha T. <laughs> pushing with beef a T. Yeah, but Drake <laughs> in that song is inevitably flaming him up. And it, it we can't play it for you. But I wish he we could. is giving him the fucking business in that song. And it just is, it's a story wrote over and over again that those two are constantly beefing, but it's only over music. I guarantee in person, they wouldn't do shit to each other. They're like two dogs barking and then you like show them together and they, they just, just start sniffing each other's butt. between them and they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And they just sniff each other's genitals. Yeah. I think this was crazy, right? I just listened to this before the podcast, so I don't really, I don't know all the lyrics, but I can tell you one thing. Harlow did really well. Drake fucking snapped. Yeah. This was a what the fuck verse. Yeah, Drake. like where's this shit been kind of verse. This was some like Tuscan leather. Uh, what's that one song on? Uh, what's the album where Drake's dad is writing on the front? Oh, uh, the one more. Take no, Care? Yeah, no. with No Long Talk and uh, Gleisgastel, Gloucester uh-huh. and all that stuff. There's a song on KMT. there too. There's a song on there. It was when Drake puts... Home with Passion Fruit. When Drake puts a vocal like a girl singing in the background to just like a just a basic yeah. beat he can do things with that beat that nobody else can this was crazy bro this leak i don't even know what it's called i don't know but i want to i want to drive it's going to be on the harlow album i just know it's called i just know it's referred to as the leak right now i just don't get why after push a t would beef with mcdonald's that drake would beef with bush push it like, does drake like McDonald's? I don't know. There's got to be something that Pusha T did prior besides uh, being a deadbeat father allegations that he's still stemming it off of. Yeah. Because Drake usually isn't the one to shoot first. Like Meek Mill came after him. So then he no, came after Drake Meek Mill. Drake definitely shoots last. Yeah. And then Pusha T comes after him. So then he comes after Pusha T. He's not the baby. I'll tell you that. No, he's not the baby. So I don't know who started at first. It's been going on for a while, but I would have to say... If Pusha T doesn't come out with some fire diss track, oh my God. he's going to be the meek mill of the situation. This is what's scary to me. And I'm not scared for Drake, really, but I'm scared for Drake. Because Drake did not know how to handle himself after the story of Adidon came out. When oh, Pusha T kid. revealed that Drake had a kid, yeah. called him a clown. And then the fucking album cover on SoundCloud was Drake in blackface. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Blackface with the big red lips. Yeah. Smiling like he was on the grassy. 1920s uh, 
Looney Tunes bullshit. Some shit that you never saw coming. Yeah. And Pusha T exposed him, bro. I mean, exposed him. Just open pussy. Just flayed him out. And then Drake <laughs> tried to respond, and it just, it went, what was it called? The Duppy Freestyle? Remember Maybe. that? Duppy Freestyle? It was all right, right? Like, But there was nothing in that diss that made me go, oh, wow, Pusha T's losing. And it just felt like there was nothing that Drake could do against Pusha T. Not that many. And I'm scared now that Pusha T now is in album mode and he's going to come back and eviscerate our boy, Drake. Good. Is Drake our boy? I'm all for it. You want him to get yeah, because flayed open? Drake's still on top for not trying hard. Not trying hard? I don't think he tries hard. What? I don't think he tries hard. The man's got a huge body of work. I, yeah. Features on everything he touches turns platinum. Yeah, features are cool, but like, I didn't care for Scorpion. I didn't care for uh, the one where he has a face mask on. But that doesn't mean didn't he didn't care. work hard. But I'm just saying, when you go from the body of work from 2015 and before and take it from after, you'd rather take the seven years prior to that. I mean, he's been doing it for so long. I'd take Future and Drake... Uh, uh, if you're reading this, is too late. And that before, was that was what a time to be alive. And bef- what a time, sorry, what a time to be alive. I'll take that before and say he actually gave a fuck then, because it, it kind of drives me crazy. I feel like his features go so hard, but his albums are kind of like yeah, there's one or two songs I really like, but other than that, I didn't care for it. And I feel like that's been the motto and the mantra that I've been standing by with Drake. So I'm ready to see. Someone get dethroned for a little bit. Meek Mill got dethroned. He's climbing his way. He's steadily climbing his way back up. Yeah, I mean... He got dethroned hard after that album with Rico on it. Because then Drake dropped back to back and murdered him because he didn't fucking have a good death. Even after that, like Drake or Meek Mill put out a a couple albums. Championships, which was Fuego. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but I'm saying he's not... Not on top, like he. I mean, like was he, he on was. top ever? Come on, man. That, Meek Mill was on top. The Rose in Red and fucking. Uh, I tell him me in a bad thing when and then all the rise from there and the uh, DC Four and all that shit. He was he was up huge there. for sure in 2015 and all. He was up there. Then after back to back freestyle came out, kind of dropped off, and it he got cu- quiet just because someone murdered him lyrically and he broke up with Nick. And then like he wanted uh, he was did he go back to jail? He went back to jail. He, he did. He was in jail for a while. Yeah, and then, like, brought back out with champion. But I'm saying he got flamed. Wasn't really talked about much after that. Went to jail. Then he dropped championships with uh, Going Bad on it, which was fire. But he's, now he's rising back up again. But, like, just like Chance the Rapper, he, he out there is two Grammys or three Grammy Chance night. is coming back. He dropped off hard. Yeah. Kanye dethroned him with like, sit your fucking ass. This is why your album fucking flopped because no one wants to listen to your shit. Blah blah blah. I'm just ready to see someone get dethroned, and I feel like it's a long. You think I, it's gonna be Drake? I feel like it's a long time coming. God, I think he's too big and to I'm, fail. Yeah, but we all said that about Kanye, and he's steadily, for some reason, number one, number two guy all the time. I don't think Kanye's. I think Kanye is too big to fail too, unless something totally devastating came out. No, I'm not saying like. If they were to drop an album, no one would listen to it. But I'm just ready to see someone dethrone somebody sure. for a little bit. Like I know what you're saying. You just want some drama, dude. Like how LeBron James is still the king of basketball. But I don't. I, I would have to sit there and argue that when people make top fives right now, current players in the NBA, he's not 
one. Yeah. He's like three, maybe two, three or four. And then like one is like Giannis or something. Like you're still relevant and you're still one of the best players, but you got knocked down a peg or two. These things happen over time. And I'm ready to see Drake get knocked. I feel like he thinks he is unfuckwittable. And I want to see someone fuck wittable him. Okay. And just knock him down a peg. I don't know if that guy's going to be Pusha T, but... I don't think it's going to be Pusha T either because... I know what you're saying. Because I feel like Pusha T is like... He's like the uncle. He's absolutely the uncle he's of hip-hop. He's the uncle of hip-hop. So, like, he's the guy you want to listen to, but also at the same time... He tells you crazy maybe not stories. follow his lifestyle yeah, yeah, at the yeah. same point. So it's like, oh man, Uncle T got some crazy shit and he's good advice giver. Did you hear what Uncle T was saying? But also, he didn't leave. Like, I'm not saying he had a, a bad life. I'm saying, like, you see that guy and you're like, oh, he's he sold good. crack, Alex. I'm just saying, like, you, you see that one guy, it's like, <laughs> it's a bad life. You always see that one guy, it's like, you get, he gives good advice, but his lifestyle, maybe not something I want to follow. So, yeah. like, yeah, Pusha T is a good rapper, but he's not the one. To dethrone somebody. He is not like Drake, and we'll move on to the next topic after this. Drake is industry baby. Like they say, Lil Nas X had that song, Industry Baby. Drake is the industry yes, baby. He, is. Yes, he, he is. is everything yeah. to hip hop. He mm-hmm. is making, he is so wealthy, but he is making so many dudes wealthy. Oh, yeah. Around for sure. Him. He's got a, so tree. many record executives. I mean, he is just bringing everybody with him. He's fucking dope. I think it's going to take another person of that caliber to take him. But I also see like the fact that LeBron has been playing for so long. His career didn't go like this. No. His career is just slowly arcing down, and then eventually he'll retire. Yeah, but the crazy the next person, yeah, is going to come eventually and be the next big guy. But here's the thing that I think is crazy too: like Drake is so he's the industry baby at a point and I'm going to use LeBron as another example because even in at 37 years old he's still averaging 30 points a game when most people around that time like Kobe and Michael they all kind of like whatever 20 16 points a game you never you initially retire I feel like when that retirement happens he's still going to be averaging a triple double <laughs> and then Drake's still going to be on top Right. Like, still be that fucking dude. It's going to be a slow... My point being, it's going to be a slow transition, I think. Not a not a dethroning. No, it's not going to be a knockoff right away, but it would be cool to see... And, like, negative news. And not the point, like, where Drake, that type of dude, to say heebie-jeebies. Like, I mean, like... Because <laughs> he, 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 he makes those jokes about himself. Now, I'll, I'll, I'm talking about, like, a serious decapitation. Right. Like, just totally Like, we need him. him we need Millie Bobby Brown to release those texts. Ooh, and just take Ooh. Drake down a peg. Strang- yeah, Stranger things will be happening. Stranger that one. things will be happening. Um, before we get to our album review, let's talk about some new music. Just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you listen to it and if you liked it. Jack Harlow. I'm gonna just go down the list right here. Did you listen to Right On by Little Baby? No, I thought it was a thumbs down. London by Bia J Cole. Thumbs up. Fired. Because L- J Cole not only is doing J Cole, but he also is rapping like a British dude. Holy shit. And I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? His it's, flow, dude. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He might be, I think this is, this, if that last year wasn't J. Cole's year, this year is J. Cole's and year. And this is the J. Cole, excuse me. Jesus, bro. That I'm liking the most because I've always liked J. Cole, but I like heavy J. Cole better. Bro, he sounds 
so mad at something. I like the madness. I like the heavy beats. I like the aggression. Yeah. I don't like the laid back, uh, you know, like workout. Bro. It was cool, but I'm saying like all that previous stuff. Why like, would I choose between this one and that he one? He does great really music, but I'm liking, I'm liking him now because like that feature he had on Young Thugs, um, what was it called? Punk? Yeah. Yeah, that feature was fucking fire. He, this so is aggressive. He is going... Feature to feature to feature to feature to feature, getting only stronger with time. Dude, yeah. He is collecting the Infinity Stones, yes. and then he's going to snap, and the game is going to end. Like, like the, competi- the, the conversation right now is between Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole for GOAT status. Not Kendrick down. J. Cole this year. I'm telling you, dude, this year, yeah. he's knocking Kendrick Kenny, down. Kenny dude. has to... Put out an album first. K Dot, I don't think will put an album out this year. So sad. There's a lot of a year left to go, but yes. I just I see Kendrick. He's in a different place. Smoking on top fives. Now I will fucking do a backflip in the studio if he drops next Friday. I will do that. <laughs> All right, I'll do it for the cast, and I'll fall, and I'll hit my head, and it'll be on YouTube. Yeah, that's fine. That'll be great. Yeah, but I think that this is the year that we see J Cole go from conversation of one of the greatest rappers of all time to absolutely solidified unfuckwinnable you can't fuck with j cole yeah his body of work is speaking for itself and yeah. the man's flow has never sounded better no. i mean dude listen to that just if you haven't listened go listen to Lon- the verse on london he's going crazy all right how about um neck and wrist by Pusha t and jay-z that's just a sus name right neck and wrist right so you're talking like that, no, and it's not like, like that. that. No, 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 dude. <laughs> it's just Push a sus, it just. very sus name, Put dude. But Put it was pretty. I liked it. It was all right. I it liked was Jake, it. The Jay Z verse I thought was weak, but what's Jay Z been doing besides? I don't know. Counting. That's what I'm saying. Like Jay Z has solidified goat status for himself. Yeah, he just. But I, I just don't. I don't jump for joy at Jay Z. <laughs> I guess. First of all, don't ever jump for joy. Yeah. So Jay- Actually, fuck that. Jump for joy, dude. You need to jump for joy more. But I feel like, like <laughs> yeah, it was. I like the song, but like I'm not thirsting for a Pusha T Jay Z feature. Okay, you know, I feel you. But, but it's, it's a good feature it for a good. Pusha album. It was like, good though. Whatever the album's coming, it's gonna be fire. Yeah, because we had Diet Coke and now we have Neck and Wrist. Yes, and both of those things are a little sus. Yeah. All right. How about DC? Uh, did you listen to the First Class by J- Jack Harlow? <laughs> yeah, sex in the. She had the fucking uh, glamorous by Fergie yeah. sample on there. It was fire. Yeah, he did something Not with that. Fly you first now, class. Jack Harlow just created inevitable Instagram captions for thoughts for a he year. He is. He's a walking Instagram cat, dude. He's the white Drake. He's got the same flow as Drake. He's a pretty boy. He's respectful to women, dude. He's so sweet with it. He'd be wild. I like Jack Harlow. I think he's cool, man. I think he's Fucking cool too. Awesome. Now I will say the first class, like the the beat is dope. Yeah. The the sample, amazing. I'm so happy that we got rappers sampling songs from like now when we were kids. Yeah. Like Fergie, we're gonna see samples from like who whoever. Young Gravy's gonna do Bro, something. You know. Sample photograph by Nickelback. Come on. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a baby shit. Keem song. But um I saw someone say uh, Jack Harlow is eventually going to fall off. I don't see it happening. Because he's a white rapper. No, I don't see it happening. There, I can't remember the body. We need a white rapper. The body of it, but it was, ne- it was basically the fact that white rappers ride this high for so long, and then eventually everybody goes, all right, we've seen that, done that, and they just drop off, which I kind of thought was a little racist in a sense, because it's like, 
So you're saying white rappers can ride this high because they're rapping, but then eventually everybody goes, oh, we've seen and done that, and then he's just going to drop off because he's a white rapper. But it's like, it's, it's the same goes for all rap. It's like, eventually... It just goes for your sound. Eventually, someone in, in any form will just be like, I've seen you do that before. Unless you evolve, yeah. I don't care anymore. Now, I'll but say they, this. But they made the point because he's, because he's specifically, he's a white rapper in a predominantly black industry yeah. that everybody's going to be like, eh, you're Jack Harlow. We get it. I'm done with you. But just like fucked up. Because I don't think that's going to happen at all. There is no, no, first of all, if it's a matter, I don't think necessarily it's a matter of white, black, whatever color you are rapping. I think it's a matter of sound and style and creativity. Yeah. What you produce. If it is about white rapping, think about it this way. There are no other competing white rappers right now besides Action Bronson. That's a stretch. G-Eazy is not competing either. No. G-Eazy is not doing music really anymore. Right. Logic has convinced everybody that he's still biracial. Yeah. Yeah, Action Eminem Bronson has stopped. Eminem's just a grandfather. He's uncle's uncle grandfather. Uh, Mac Miller, dead. Unfortunately. And then you go down the list and it just becomes like Chris Webby. Like these dudes Ooh, who just sort of Chris like... Chris Webby, dude. It falls off. Man, like he was a goat back in high school. Pretty quick. Hoodie Allen. or He's a black dude, isn't he? Mm-hmm. It just sounds so white. Hoodie but, Allen. But uh, yeah, Jack Harlow, man, he's, he's going to stay on it for a while. Like it's not about color. It's about what you bring to the table. On that note, he does, he is, I swear to God, he is recycling Drake's formula. He's got the cadence down, the smooth voice, the delivery, and then now he's got these silky fucking samples, and he's riding on them. Yeah. That can get old quick. Like, if you just continue to do the thing that Drake is already doing and has done, you won't reach that level. So he's got to do something. He's got to switch his his gear and do something more interesting. But see, the standpoint you stand at, everybody's got to be on board with what you're thinking for that to actually happen. So just because sure. you're seeing it, they might not. Just doesn't mean anybody else can see. It. But once everybody collectively starts going like, yeah, Jake Farmer from Alta Wazoo's got a point. They will eventually. I'm just saying. But on I, God. I know I know what you're saying. On God. But it takes a group to be like, yeah, I can kind of see that now. Well, I'm, I'm creating a hive mind over here, baby. I want everyone to think about things the way that we think about them speaking about thinking about how about baby keem and tyler at the grammys yeah we talked about okay cool i <laughs> i thought that was a song at first i just squint to read just it reading the teleprompter like fucking ron burgundy <laughs> go fuck yourself san diego but, all right well two more songs and then we'll move on um there's so much shit well, on our f- list first of all fuck you because and the the list of songs you wrote, you I put a topic over. of discussion. In the I know, same I know, list. I did, I did. That's what that's what <laughs> left over. But we already covered it. Okay. All right. Uh, Black Star, Talib, uh, Talib Kweli, and Most Def. No, no. Came together, made Black Star in the early two thousands, back when backpack rap was battling industry rap. Yeah. They just came out with a new song called Mineral Mountain, mm. and it's fucking fuego. And maybe that's why Most Def has been showing up on my Reddit feed. Probably the the dude is like. This I, I didn't listen to the full song yet, but I listened to it before because it just done. dropped today. Yeah. It is so good. He is. Have you listened to any of his old stuff? Oh, absolutely. From back in the day, all he, that shit, dude. He is like, I just don't understand how people like. Obviously, I guess if you're heavy in a rap back in the two thousands, because we obviously weren't we're kids, but like he is revered on that top tier list of just being a fantastic rapper and like listening to all his old stuff. Like, man. Like, how is this still not talked about? Like, people don't talk about Mos Def, and people don't talk about, like, Andre 3000. We like forget, that. you know? But, you know, people still talk about Wu-Tang. 
That's true. It's just, it's just crazy, you know. Like I think they do talk about. Like, it. Honestly, we just don't hear the conversation. Honestly, until you mentioned it, I forgot about most Def. Dude, I forgot about most Def. Yeah, listen to Mineral awesome. Mountain, and he and he was good in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy too. He's just like all around. He was on Chappelle's show. Yeah, he's awesome. We had the black delegation. Uh, so, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. They even did a switch with the Chinese. Last song, Frankenstein, just dropped today. I'm Swedish su- House Mafia featuring ASAP Rocky. I'm surprised. First of all, how they unbury that dude? Who? The guy from Swedish House Mafia died. Someone died? He, the, yes. I don't know anything about Swedish House Mafia, except the fact that they're Swedish. Unless I'm getting my and they're like the, mixed do, up. Do, do, they're an EDM group, Hold on. from what I know. Give me one second. I'm listening to you. I have to cross-search myself. So they put out Moth to a Flame. Featuring the weekend before weekend dropped his album Dawn FM, which by the way Dawn FM is going to be up for album of the year at the next Grammys for sure. Uh, but this one they went hard and let Rocky have a full verse, which I was like very interesting because EDM groups typically they make their music more EDM oh, sorry. minded. Avicii he died. Yeah, Avicii died. I'm sorry. I, oh, he I, is like I mix it to Northern again. European. Swedish House Mafia is the one like don't you worry. Don't you worry. Is that them? Yeah. Heaven's gonna play for you. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. Okay, okay. You gotta listen to Frankenstein. Okay, so they didn't dig up Avicii. They didn't dig him up. Now, that would be horrible if they stood him up on stage (laughs) and put his hands on a piano. Dude, someone with two giant crosses. Bones now. Fucking marionette style. Like Gunu from the fucking. (laughs) We were talking about that last week, the rapper who died. And they at his viewing, yeah. they put him on a stage. Dude, that was crazy. And they didn't they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> the family didn't tell the club. They didn't tell the club owner. Wait, they didn't tell anybody? I just heard that on we um, didn't know this. On a podcast. They didn't tell the club. They didn't tell the owner of the club. They didn't tell the DJ. They, they brought a dead body. And they didn't tell any of the besides the family who knew any of the people who came for him. They didn't tell them that he was gonna be there dead. So it was a surprise performance. <laughs> yes, they had a surprise dead body. Hey yo, we got Google so on the stage. He, he's just sitting there back with his glasses on. He was dead the whole time. Holy like, what the fuck? Shit, dude. Yeah, wild. That makes it way more fucked up. So whose decision was it ultimately to keep him dead? The immediate family. Keep him dead. Um Last thing, the new Boss EP drops today. It's called Bump Pick Me Up. And it's only four songs. One of them is the Jackie with J. Cole and Lil TJ. Have you heard that one? We got some Ari Lennox on there too. We got Ari Lennox. We got Gunna. Now. And then somebody named Galamiatos. Is Ari Lennox the ad lib in the beginning of Stick before they start rapping? Before. I don't know. I'm a wetty ho ass up. Run the window. Oh, maybe. It's some ratchet chick saying that fucking long. I thought that was Kenny uh, Mason. It's a chick's voice. No, dude, it's Kenny Mason. Run up the window. No, he's like, I'm going to wait his whole ass up. Oh, maybe it is her then. All right, whatever. She is sweet, smooth, and gangster. She got that Blackberry, whatever. Sad. Yeah, that's, uh, that <laughs> song fucking is. Fucking Blackberry No, sad, I'm talking dude. about the song she had on d I know, but that's what I think about when I think about Blackberry <laughs> Sap. Jesus Christ, Just, man. ew, it's all sappy. Ew, bro, dude. you talk about when she <laughs> fucking flicks it, it's just like. She's just pulling strings out. Oh, God, man. Ew, it's all sappy. Ew. He never said that about pussy. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, do a little ad break, and then we'll get into our album reviews. Any beardy? We are back after that ad to talk about Ramona Park Broke My Heart by Vince Staples. Album that dropped last Friday. To me, a surprise, but he did announce this album coming out, and it did get led by a couple singles. First one, Magic. With DJ Mustard, mm-hmm. and then right before that, Rose Street. Was it the last Staples. track? That's the the last second track. to last track. 
Roastry. Now, the Roastry was one I sent when Denzel drops Melt My Eyes, and the next day I find this track by Vince Staples, and I go, hold on. I said, Vince Staples said, hold on, Denzel. You ain't the only one who's who's active right now. I'm fucking thrilled that Vince Staples is dropping stuff again because... I mean, we just we did we did Vince Staples by Vince Staples in 2021, the album. Mm-hmm. And remember, we had a lot of tracks on there that we thought were really good. We thought overall the album itself, I think, got like a seven or an eight from all of us. Yeah, but I mean, like to hear something on this caliber, sure, of like straight up, just. I mean, I would say it's not you. Mm. Kind of like how the same way "Melt My Eyes" was. Like I wasn't expecting. Vince to drop like that. I wasn't expecting to be like experimental. I wasn't sure. expecting to have like the synth and all like not as much bass as much as there was like synth and like euphoric kind of sounding to sure his beats. So it was actually nice to hear like a unique take on something that Vince normally doesn't do because I he kind of does talk about the hood life and his life a growing lot. up and how hard it was. And yeah. But that's always followed by aggressive aggression and like nitty gritty beats. And yeah. this was definitely not that style. There was not a single now like the definition of a slapper is one of the songs where you like Ryan says, you put the samurai Maybe sword the last in track and out. Was. You go samurai sword. The la- yeah, well they get it's it's crazy because this and if you look back at Vince Staples album, Vince Staples, it makes more sense the context of what this album ended up being. Because in that album he played with a lot more production style. It was more synthy. It had those deep, like reverberating bass tones. And then you look at this and you go, like, "Oh, of course, this is what it was going to be." Mm-hmm. He was never going to go back to no. No, he's going to move on. Yeah, to yeah. you know when he had when he was doing. I mean, he's got his discography, and and you get back into it when they drop something like this. But like, I went back and looked at Big Fish Theory. That whole album sounded so unique. Yeah, and uh, and then before then was. Um, I can't remember the, remember the name of this album, but it had blue suede shoes. Yeah, North North and, and North North, and it had screen door on it. Um, but that's such, that's that's his first one. First like the hood album. is burning. Maybe is that what it was called? It is called Summertime 06. Oh, that was what it was called mm-hmm. with the with the little house on the front. Yeah, lift. No, this is the one that has like a. It's like waves, black and white on the front. Oh no, I'm thinking of a different one. Birds and bees. Before that let me one, know. go before that album. What was that? It has like a, like a little house on it and he's like young Vince. Oh, Hell Can Wait. Hell Can Wait. Yeah. That's what it's called. God damn it. Always forget that The Screen Door in 6500. Yes. So yeah. that album was crazy too. So this guy's like crazy progression from where he started to where he is. And like you might know him from, he's been on the Kenny Beats The Cave. But I mean, really his body of work like stands for itself. The man has been collabing with like giants. Like he has Kendrick features. He's done work yeah, right. with. Yeah, so like. He is this oddity where he's like almost in a lane of his own. Good point you're going to make. I was going to try and say like a fancy word, but I was inevitably just going to say he's kind of doing his own thing. He's and never he's kind of always done his own associated thing. with any one like sound while also still staying relevant. Cause like, it's not like he just does the hops in style sure. and just completely stays away. Right. Like he still does like his Sprite commercials right. and he still has his money from, I know he's done some Nickelodeon things. Like he still has that kind of, but like when it comes to the rapping lane, it's kind of like how Amine is. They're in their own. Lane I would, that's a good comparison. They stick with their own style. But yeah. They might get a feature or might do features, 
almost kind of like logic too. It's like they just stay with their own style. They don't really, without falling off. Either. Sure. They're still like in that tier of, um, I wouldn't say underground, but like tier of rappers that like you know about. Sure. But, he's not a he's not a big A list no, rapper, he's not. but he is absolutely one of the most like focused, driven, and progressive like rappers right now and i put him in the lane that like you say amine amine denzel even mm-hmm. in the sense that album to album these guys yeah, how improve, I not say improve on their work project to project to project and the sound style progresses like they're not afraid yeah to take chances and no, change they want to change like, it up make it fresh vince from from long beach california dude that that california sound it starts off it's it's a heavy he started off with a very heavy sound. Like he started, I think, got it most famous with that North North yes. song. That was like the viral hit that made him. And it says on here that he was a, a few, uh, associated with Odd Future and Earl Sweatshirt mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. I think he popped after North North. Oh, yeah. I Especially do. after that white bitch tried to read his lyrics. When I saw him at Firefly, I think it was 2016. Okay. I showed up a little late, but I showed up. When he was doing, I can't remember exactly what he was doing, but it was before Big Fish Theory. So it was just Hell Can Wait in Summertime 06. Yeah. And I stayed and he did like North North, like two songs later. And I was like, Nate Dogg's still here because the homies like me. Oh my God. Oh my God, man. And he That was just, had to turn the shit up. He was just on fire. On fire. He was a very good performer. I was like, holy shit. He He's, was awesome. Um, okay. So yeah, the dude is obviously musically talented. We did Vince Staples last year. Now we got this track. Now, Ramona Park broke my heart. Comes out. I was surprised. I started listening to it with no expectation on what it was going to be. And I got to tell you, dude, this is a no skips. No. This is a no skips. I didn't skip one. This is listen from the first second to the last second. It's almost like listening to a movie in a sense. Uh Uh-huh. Like there was no... Yeah, you could tell the difference between songs, but the, the way the songs flowed... Like, you know how some songs will just end... And completely pick up differently in the next. Yeah. So it's a change of pace. Every song flowed while also knowing this is a new track at the same time. Which is interesting that it was so cohesive because yeah. there was production on there from Kenny. somebody like Frano, Kenny Beats, Resky, DJ Mustard, St. Mino, Tommy Park. Parker, like guys you've never even heard of before. And a low feature list too, just Lil Baby and think Ty Dolla Sign. That's it, Lil yeah. Baby and Ty Dolla Sign. And that Lil Baby verse was fire. We got, we got a a verse from little baby that I think arguably it, it was completely unique to all of his other mm-hmm. features. That was like a heartfelt baby. Yeah. It was a great, great feature too. Not just for baby, but for Vince as well. Absolutely. Getting someone like little baby Huge. on your songs. Like, cause Ty Dolla Sign is a delivery man. He's always going to deliver you just some sweet, smooth R and B. I love that. But when you get fucking little baby, that gives you clout at the same time, as well as you're getting somebody, and then you get little baby to be fucking, emotional dude yeah and you're getting a little baby because he's not somebody i feel like personally just from listening to him and talking about him that he's just gonna be like i'm here like you got like five minutes i don't feel that way he's gonna give you the time you don't go into a studio only thinking about money and make that verse no no that sounded like little baby was on the verge of tears rapping that talking about his come up i took big risks now i'm the big fish yeah i was like and that was a uh a cool like uh hats off to big fish Theory. Oh, yeah. Kind of. I, I mean, at least that's how I I didn't even think about it. That's when he fucking said, dope. I'm a big fish. Because, uh, I mean, I've noticed that Vince Staples is one to definitely replay messages. Sure. Not redo the same thing, 
But like an album or two later, we'll talk about an older album. Yeah. Like bring it back. Really, but like really like sly, sly like. So I kind of thought that was sly with it. It was kind of cool to see little baby say, "I'm a big fish." Like meanwhile, one of his best albums was Big Fish Theory and all yeah. that stuff. So I thought that was pretty. I mean, that's what I picked up on. So this album is 16 songs at 41 minutes. There's a few tracks on here that are just interludes mm-hmm. that are just like vocal, and it adds to this air of. So the album's called Ramona Park broke my heart, and the, the album cover it looks like old photograph of Vince as a child, and it's cut out. And then right next to it is the same photo with only the head. So like the body is gone. So I am like, I'm, I obviously, you know, you need to know how to listen to music to appreciate music. Yeah. And I am definitely one for that. But I feel like what I'm going to say is a little contradictory to what I just also said, because there's sometimes too, when I listen to music, it takes me a little bit to pick up what you're putting down. So on the first go by, I don't really know, like what Ramona Park means to him. Sure. Like, what is... It's where he grew up. Right. But, like, like, is it his, like, neighborhood? Is it a park that they all used to go to? Like, what's the... Besides it being the... Because D. Smoke talks about Englewood all the time, and I know that, too. I can tell by him rapping that Ramona Park is something that he grew up in or grew up by. So what's the special place in his heart that Ramona Park is something he consistently talks about from hell can wait till now? Ramona Park, Long Beach, California. It's a neighborhood. So it's a block. Oh, and it's a parks recreation. So Ramona Park, 3301 E65th Street in Long Beach, California. History. Um, anything on here? Nothing about Vince Staples in the history of Ramona Park. But it's a it's a neighborhood in Long Beach, okay. California. So that's where he grew up. And it broke his heart. Okay. So he's sad now. Yeah. His last album, I thought, remember we said he was fed up yeah, with whatever. He just seemed fed up. He was so monotone. His beats were so spaced out. It was like the dude was on a trip and like self-medicating almost. Then this album feels like the man almost came to terms with, I guess, like the heartbreak that he had. And that's why it's called Ramona Park Broke My Heart. Um, It gives you this like, feeling that Vince Staples is venting and just telling you like an old man sitting at a fire telling you the story of his life and it's a sad story yeah but he's come to terms with it like he is telling you the story because he's ready to tell you you're right but I feel like personally listening to Vince Staples he's told me a lot about where he's grown up and where he's been at but I want to know more than just that about Vince Staples. And I feel like he doesn't really do that. Like, if, if I feel like elaborate. He, I feel like he doesn't venture outside of his childhood. Man, but part of what I think makes him such a strong storyteller yeah, is that... Yeah, it's great, but we have five albums based off of that. But what do you want to know? I want to know... Like, he painted a picture for me yeah, of yeah, what his childhood was like. I know, but I'm saying in five... It's kind of like the same thing that Lil Baby keeps doing. Yeah, we understand you're humble. We understand you... Started doing bad. Now you're doing great and you love the journey and you're humble about it. You're not throwing it in anybody's face, but what else? I want to know more. Like, I'm not saying Vince Staples needs to fucking tear his heart out and write in blood on a fucking piece of paper, but we know where you came from. We know about Ramona Park. We know about growing up. We know about seeing some shit, you know, 
And I'm not saying not saying it's getting old, but I feel like he has more to talk about than just talking about Long Beach, California, Ramona Park, uh, the bad shit he's seen in his life. Because I feel like he's done that numerous times already. Okay. I don't know. It's kind of like hearing Logic saying that he's biracial 24-7. But if you listen to someone like Drake, who only raps about how successful he is and That's how true. amazing his success has been, before the success was the struggle. And that's what we get from Vince, I feel like. Vince is always telling us about what made him the man that he is. Yeah. If he just started rapping about how great his life is now, I feel as though, and I have two things to say about it, really. I mean, the first thing being, I think that would be kind of boring if that was his his angle, was like, oh, like I rap now and I'm not going to talk about where I came from. I'm going to talk about where I'm at. What I'm saying is I don't want to hear him talk about the money he has now and coming out of the mud and making your life new and better than it was before. I just want to hear another lane other than growing up in Ramona Park. I feel like that's sure. Ramona Park is a consistent point of emphasis that he raps about. So and my, I know, especially if it was a hard life, that's going to be something that's always going to stick with you. Yeah. And I understand that. It's important. And it doesn't take away from the fact that I like this album. Because it doesn't at all. It doesn't deter my thoughts. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I feel like when he starts saying the same couple of things, I feel like it's all he has to rap about. And then it becomes a little bit repetitive. So I see this as, so Vince has, to me, shown a progression in his music, his discography. So I think he, if I remember correctly, he started angry. Like his music was not kind. That's a good point. That's a good North, point. North, North. Yeah. Those are angry songs. That's a good screen point. door. Talking about shooting someone's head. If they peek in your screen door, then. I thought that was your dog at first. Bro, me too. It was a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, he started angry. And then I feel as though through his discography, we saw him kind of, it's like the seven stages of grief. Like you know, he I, I, mourned, I can see that. Yeah. And then I think with the Vince Staples record, he was numb. And now what we're seeing, I think, is, this is a rebirth. And this is Vince coming to terms. And now the future is moving on. Yeah, so maybe no, the true. next album will be what you want to hear. You might not hear him talk about as much and maybe, where he came from. Maybe that was kind of ignorant of me because, yeah, that is true. Because without, you can... When you start to mess with the style of rap and you could still talk about the same stuff, but how we always talk about using your voice as an instrument and productions as an instrument, that you can talk about it in a beats hitting hard, real scary, dirty sounding production to five albums later, more euphoric, angelic type, no 808s, just all flows in one cohesive unit while you're still talking about the same thing. So yeah, that does make more sense to hear him rap about the same thing, but also the way the production tells a story makes it go from what was bad to what is now something he can talk about and be okay with it. You also got to remember that these guys are guys. Like these people who are rapping about coming from the trenches and shit like that and the hard childhood that they have to endure and racism and you know hardship and poverty like they come from that world yeah 
they are people recovering from that trauma. So through their music, that's why these guys are artists, is that they are reckoning with their pain in their music. So a lot of times, and again, Denzel, great example, they come from a place of anger and pain when their music begins. And as they deal with it, project by project by project, they transform. And you see an emotional maturity happening live. Vince is 28 years old. Yeah. Like, I'm not over my childhood yet. You know what I mean? That's like, true. I still think about shit that, that bothered me when I was a kid. That's true. Now, yeah. for him, it's it's 20-fold. Because, you know, gunshots and crime. Yeah. And government cheese. All those yeah. things, you know? Yeah. So, I think it's important to remember that you might not have heard what you wanted to hear yet because Vince is still dealing with those things mentally. Yeah. And when he's ready to go to the next thing, which I think might be the next album, you might get that exposure. Cool. Let's talk about the songs that you like because there's not many on here I didn't like. i pull up my track list. Yeah. And I'll go down and you just tell me if you liked them or not. I mean, straight off the bat, A, Free the Homies, great song. Just... Amazing chorus in that song. The dude flexes right off the beat. Like, I'm going to put everybody oh, in a good mood. You said A, Free the Homies. A, Free yeah, the Homies. Free the, uh, Magic with Mustard. Uh, that song is fucking gorgeous. The song just with mustard on it. It's gorgeous. Um, Obviously, East Point Prayer with Lil Baby. Bro, what about Don't Skip When Sparks Fly? When Sparks Fly. I mean, it was. it's hard to really pick your favorites because this is such a good album. Because then, uh, and Lemonade. Where he's saying, um, fresh squeeze lemonade. Uh, is he saying life? He says life is something like cold lemonade. Yeah. Or, like he paints the picture like, oh, this is refreshing because everybody sweet, knows sour. cold lemonade is fucking awesome. It's bittersweet. But then the blues at the very end. Yes. That had that um really uh, extraterrestrial like type beat to. It. I wish we could play it so you can understand what I'm saying. But I can give you the producer who. But that's what I'm saying it. with the heavy synth in that, and that was probably the only hard track. On this album, like the one that actually produced was like, by Mingo, M I G N O, need it, M I N G O, I need it, Mingo. That so listen to more by him. Fire the blue or blue, whatever the blues. Yeah, the blues. So the Rose Street, which was incredible. That was a song that turned me on to the album. I thought that was crazy, but when Sparks Fly, it just elevated Vince to a different plane. Yeah, to me, like I've never heard, especially Vince. I haven't heard a song that hit me like that. In a long time. Like, the chorus of that song sounds like maybe it's fucking James Blake singing. Or, okay. Uh, uh, Ollie said it sounded like Sam Smith almost okay. singing. I thought it was maybe Thundercat. You know, they had like yeah, the high, yeah. like kind of jazzy voice. Sure. Um, and I just want to party with you. And it was just, and I mean, when I say that it's an experience to listen to, like, I fucking mean it, dude. Like, oh, that yeah. song was crazy good. This was a great album. I was. It was really good uh, to get 22, 2022 with great music so far. I mean, everything. I don't think we've had a dull week really yet. I thought that I knew who my top albums of the year would be. I thought it was going to be Saba, Denzel, mm-hmm. and JID. I thought that was going to be it no matter what, no matter what else comes and now out. Now you're thinking about D-Day, you're and thinking now, about Ben Staples. Nah, D-Day is his own thing. It's a mixtape. Okay. It doesn't, it didn't come together as like a really comprehensive, like the background of the whole thing doesn't talk to me as much as the background of Saba's album. Right. The Especially background Saba's. of Denzel's album. And now 
I never expected Vince Staples to be, to be in on. my right in my running for album of the year. And when I, I mean, like, it's obviously not every week's gonna be fire, but like right. this week was trash. But I'm saying, like, we have have had multiple episodes since the start of 2022 that we we have just featured kings of albums so far. <laughs> like, uh, stay strong, king. Um, did we do Nas's album in? Before 2022 or Magic, yeah, we did Kings Disease, Kings Disease Two, and Magic. But we did we do Magic after the New Year? Because that came out. It before came out Christmas I around thought. Christmas, so right, I don't so know when we did it. I but don't know. We might have to flip flop that. But yeah, we did Denzel, D Day, Nigo. This Stables. has been a crazy year. We've had some heavy, heavy hitters so far. I Benny mean, the Butcher put out Tana Talk Butcher, Four. Yep, yep. and uh, Two Chains. I mean, that Chains was still good. Put it out, yeah. Except for like Gunna. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, that was a weird album. And then now we actually we didn't we're probably not going to get to it, but Forty Two Doug and SG dude he put out a collab album. Shit, dude the album dropped the album goes kind of crazy. Yeah. It goes kind of crazy. They've been dropping uh, new music Friday for like the past four weeks to finally dropping the album. I was yeah. like, whoa, this is fucking sick. I'm hyped, dude. Yeah, it is a golden age of music right now. Yeah, and I think Pusha T's it's coming. Yeah, he's dropping soon. I just had it on my... Uh, you know what's funny that I didn't even think already. about mentioning Kanye's Donda 2? Because it it was probably the biggest flop by a A-list celebrity and you, and ever. You got to pay $200 for to buy it first. Think about how big of a flop that was. Yeah, so we got... Uh, I wonder how much money he made. This one dude... Uh, we had NBA Youngboy. Right. That was, uh, that was good. D-Day, Fabio Foreign... Uh, Vince Stables we're just talking about Fabio now. just dropped that out 42 yeah. Doug and East uh, G um, Coila Ray's dropping soon we got oh, ba- Boss's leave it album. in the trash dude Boss's album for sure T Grizzly dropping soon T just dropped today um, Bankroll Freddy's dropping soon Action Bronson's dropping soon Future's oh, dropping Freddie soon Freddie Gibbs has an album coming out Trippy Red's dropping soon Trippy the Red yeah, you know he's my boy. We got a lot of shit coming this way, and that's that's just what's told about. We don't even know about the rappers who are actually gonna just not even tell you. It's just crazy, like that you can just come out of nowhere and drop something like Ramona Park broke my heart and just make me completely rethink my opinion on an artist and be oh, like, yeah, holy facts. shit, dude! All right, All right. Well, there you have it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna plug this. Try my best. So get us on Instagram at. Out the wazoo. <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. Get us at wa- uh, Instagram no, at Wazoo Podcast. Thank you. Uh, find you us on Reddit at also Wazoo Podcast. And then you can get us on r slash out the wazoo. R slash out the wazoo. Dude, you're the worst. I can never remember. And then you can get us on Reddit. Oh, I already my said Reddit. God. You can get us on. Um, what the fuck's our goddamn. On all the podcasting platforms like Spotify, Anchor, <laughs> Anchor, you get Apple. us on the Wazoo podcast. It's out the Wazoo. No, it's all out the Wazoo. You're killing me right now. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash Wazoo podcast is, is where plug. you can support the podcast. But we're plug. on YouTube. So if you're watching it on YouTube, like, rate, subscribe, all that good shit. Please fucking share the podcast. Listen to this fucking We're going to have an album giveaway. So stay fucking tuned, dude. This podcast is blowing the fuck up. Yeah. Best podcast in Delaware. All right. Peace. Two words, propane money. Y'all don't know nothing about this. Peace.